Hey there, it's Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed, and tonight is Wednesday, July 15th, 2020, and it's time for us to get started. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate you so much. Let me get to where I can see what I need to see. Okay, there I am. All right, so hey there, it's good to, uh, glad you guys could join me. So let's get started. So tonight we're gonna do three cheers of joy. But before we get to three cheers of joy, I just wanna say if you have not followed me or subscribed to my YouTube channel, please subscribe to my YouTube channel. It's Joycelyn Wells, just like that on YouTube. So even if you do youtube.com forward slash Joycelyn Wells, Subscribe to my channel, please. Thank you. Subscribe. So much good information. All of the videos, um, the lives have been uploaded to YouTube. So that's a big deal for me. So thank you. And let's get started. So tonight, Three Cheers of Joy is going to be brought to you by, I made some blueberry lemon water. You know, I've been a little more creative in the kitchen. We'll talk about that in a minute. In a minute. So blueberry lemon water and also some wine. <laughs> so this is a poppy, the same label poppy, and they're on sale still. And this is a Cabernet Sauvignon. So that's the wine I'm having tonight. So three cheers of joy. Let's go. My first cheer of joy is um, the rain. So today we had this crazy ass rain and um, I was going to try to avoid it. Not, I was going to wait for it to stop or let, lessen, and then I didn't. I just came on and came home. But I was so grateful for it today because when the rain hit my skin, I felt so alive. When I felt the rain on me, I felt so alive. So that's my first year of joy to the rain or being stuck in the rain. And it's been a long time since the rain has just kissed my skin or I've just been stuck in it. We In this COVID, we've been in the house and um just stuck and wherever but today the rain just literally kissed my skin so i was very grateful for that so my first cheer of joy is cheers to the rain let me see if i can see this on my page um that's not it shoot where am i safari oh there i am on safari i'm trying to see if i can see comments and stuff but um I'm looking for that right now. Yeah, so here we go. Hey, Travis. There we go. I can see comments here. All right. So um, that was my first cheer of joy was the rain. So I was very grateful for that. My second cheer of joy, and I've talked about it before, is this vitamin that I take, and it's called Sammy. And I'll talk a little bit about it in a minute, but I'm so grateful for this vitamin. It literally changed my life, and I've been taking it for several years. And I'll get off of it because I think I'm doing better, but then I get back on it because I realize that I'm not. <laughs> so I'm really grateful for the Sammy because it just keeps me going. It keeps me alive. And I recommend it to anybody that's having any issues with moods or adjustments or mood swings or whatever. It's my go-to for recommend, uh, recommendations, as soon as somebody starts telling me how they're feeling, I'm like, oh, take the Sammy, because I truly believe that it makes the difference in your life, right? So here's my Sammy on that. And then um, that's my second cheer of joy. So cheers to the Sammy. Cheers. 
My third cheer of joy is just, um, I've been exercising every day this week. So I'm really grateful for the opportunity to exercise that always makes a difference in my life. Keeps my mind going. So I've been pretty consistent. You guys know I've been working on that. So um, cheers to being able to exercise. So it's my third cheer of joy. My first cheer of joy was, what was it? Oh, being kissed by the rain. Mm. My first cheer of joy was being kissed by the rain. The second cheer of joy was my vitamins, the Sammy. And then my third cheer of joy was just, I've been exercising, so cheers to that. I'm going to celebrate that every time because I'm, it's a big deal for me to still be able to exercise and to keep going because it's with all this crap, it's so easy to not. So cheers to that. I hope you guys are drinking something yummy. I hope you're celebrating three amazing cheers of joy. I hope that you're giving yourself the benefit of the doubt to uh, giving yourself uh, patience and grace to get through all of this. Hi, Jason. Hey, Jay. Hi. Giving yourself patience and grace to get through all of this. Um, that's a big deal. So I hope you guys are all able to um, you know, kind of hang on to that, that you are human. It is taking everybody time to get used to what's going on. All of that is fine. So there's no worries in that. And we're all struggling trying to figure this moment out. And it, we'll get it. It's coming along, right? So, um, so let's see. My Facebook post of the week. I only have one that I shared this week. And it's on my page. And maybe you guys got to see it. But there's this... Um, uh, I call her an athlete, but she has a, a dance studio and she does pole classes. Her name is Gina and um, she is bad as F, like seriously, she's so bad. So I posted a video of her from yesterday and I call her my woman crush Wednesday and it was on Tuesday. I called her my woman crush Wednesday on Tuesday and um, just watching her, how strong she is, how elegant she is on that pole and just magnificent. It makes it makes me want to be as elegant and just as elegant as her on there. It makes me want to do it. And I told her months ago that when I moved back to Atlanta that I was going to come study with her. And um, hopefully I will get to do that because she is so bad. So if you didn't get to see the video, it's on my Joy Exposed page and it's on my Joycelyn Wells page. So check her out and follow her. She's a Georgia Chrome studio, Georgia Chrome studio up in um, Kennesaw. And she's got tons of great videos on there. And this, her students are great. She's patient and patient. And the reason I love her is because she's grown up. She's got adult children. So that means she's grown up doing it. She's not on there. Uh, like, you know, a little young teeny bopper, she on it for real, for real. So I'm very pleased uh, to see her and to watch her grace and her elegance. So, and that's my Facebook post of the week. And I just, I chose that because she makes me feel empowered. And she, she'll post videos where she's messed up or she didn't do something the way she wanted. She, she's very vulnerable and transparent in what she's trying to do. And you can tell she's constantly working and trying. And that, that's why that was my, post, my Facebook post of the week. Because even in the midst of a pandemic, she's still trying to get better and trying to get stronger and not getting caught up in the, um, 
blah of it all. So that's my Facebook post of the week. So thank you to Gina Ann and Chrome, Georgia Chrome for um, allowing me the opportunity to share that. Don't forget, if you haven't subscribed to my YouTube channel, subscribe. And um, I don't know if you guys noticed, but on my live today, it said I was feeling a little bit flirty. So I think so, oftentimes I forget that I'm a writer because I'm so new still. I'm only like four years old as a writer. Yeah, yeah four years old as a writer. Um, so, and it hasn't become all that I do. It's just something that I do. And I've got to work on that because it's 2020 and I haven't published a book this year and I've been publishing a book a year. So that means I have to publish something this year um, just to stay in line. But oftentimes I forget I'm a writer and I um, fall back into that I'm not. And so today I kept saying that I needed to make an ad for my books and I started reading, I was reading in one of my books, looking for something to post. And I read on the virtue of patience and oh my God, that is the sexiest, that is one of the sexiest stories that I've written. And it's the virtue of patience. As a matter of fact, um, <laughs> hold on a second, I'm sorry. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm going to read um, a little smidgen of it now because I was, um, and I, I put, it's on my page, and if you've already read my book, then you know, you've probably read it, but this is out of my first book, The um, Virtues of Joy, the very first one, so I'm going to read this to see, uh, let's see. Okay, it's, um, so the virtue is called patience, and I'll give you some, um, a little background. So Joy, the character Joy, is connected with this guy that she met from years before, and she asked him to give her a bath. And so it was, um, so here it starts. It says, it was him, ghost. My first thought was how long had he been standing there? Laughing nervously to myself, I covered my breast with my right arm, hand over left nipple while pressing my forearm to show the right. He just stood there. We locked eyes in the mirror, no words, no eye movement. We stared. I have no idea what either of us was thinking or even if we were thinking, is this a staring contest or are we, or are we willing the other to make a move? Something moved between us, causing him to step forward. It was a force and energy or something. I, in all of my naked glory, thought he was coming to me. I inhaled a deep breath, closed my eyes, embraced myself. I felt a gentle movement of the air around me, and then I heard a sound. Not the music lightly traveling from the front room, but a soft gurgling, pure, fresh, as the air changed slightly. I stood, I still stood untouched. What is that? Oh, yes, bath. Oh, yes, the bath water. I smiled, remembering I asked for a bath. He left the bathroom uttering something about coming right back. I stood there and released the makeshift cover, makeshift cover from my breast. With a smirking giggle, I thought, let me check the temperature of the water. It was nice, warm, wet. Hell, it was water. I thought, I do believe that I will increase the temperature just a bit. There now, that's just right. As I stood up, decidedly to venture into the front room to retrieve my drinking music. 
my drink and the music. Ghost poked his head in the bathroom, voice so smooth and deep. Joy, I replied, yes, sir. He asked, is there a knife in here? Hmm, are you going to kill me with it? I know, reader, crazy, right? But we can laugh now. I was dead ass serious. Remember, I don't know this N-word. Ghost laughed and replied, good one. But if I was going to kill you, if I were going to kill you, I wouldn't need a knife. I'm about to submerge you in a tub of hot water. Touche. I laughed out loud and replied, so very true. There should be a knife in the drawer or the pantry of the kitchenette. If not, I'll call the front desk. He left. I walked out naked. At this point, I'm the only one thinking about my naked nakedness. He's in there killing the whatever with a knife. So mission accomplished, drink in hand, music relocated closer to the tub. For whatever reason, I slipped into my wedges. It just felt right. I strolled into the bedroom, gathered a couple of post-bath items, lotion, oil for my hair, scarf, and as an afterthought, I placed two condoms on the nightstand. I know, I know, I only asked for a bath, but maybe afterwards I'll ask for a fuck. Uh-uh, don't judge me. Ghost spoke. You ready? How on God's green earth does this man keep entering my space without me feeling him? Are we... Are our energies in balance? Have we manifested an us space? I pivoted on my heels, looked at him, relaxed even more and replied simply, yes. I followed him into the bathroom. As I entered the room, I noticed the light was less dim even. Ghost had removed a couple of the bulbs. Check that shit out. He's created some ambiance. Yay you. I commented, I commented something like, very nice, I like, at which time he reached for my foot. Ha, he did notice the addition of the shoes. I loved it. I was having a blast in my head, too funny. After, remember, after removing both shoes, he reached the hand to help me in the tub. I slowed my step when I noticed something in the tub. I inhaled and focused my eyes. I said, is that lemon? He answered, and lime. Well, all right, ghost. He is just as serious about this bath as I am. Well, with my hand in his, I stepped easily into the water as if being led to a baptismal. The water wasn't even a foot deep, but we both moved so gently. I guess neither one of us wanted to lose even a drop of this thoughtfully prepared and purified water. As I eased into the bath to a sitting position, ghosts kneeled by the side of the tub. Music playing, words lost between the steam, lemons, lime, and our individual thoughts of how to proceed, I slid forward to lay back and relax. As I lay back, he placed a towel between my head and the wall. It was then that I realized he was responding to me. Yes, I know I asked for this, but hell, it was my first time. I didn't know what to do, but I am a quick study. So I lay there, eyes closed, trying to regulate my breathing and paying close attention to the rise and fall of my chest. Ghosts continued to kneel patiently by the tub for several minutes. As I breathe in, I lifted my right arm and placed it on the edge of the tub. As if on cue, he picked up a washcloth, dipped it in the water, and began to squeeze water from the cloth onto my breast and along the length of my exposed arm. We didn't speak another word in a time that felt like forever. I'm sure in his mind, I became his favorite car or motorcycle. He squeezed lemon and lime into all my nooks and crannies. He soaped his cloth and washed my soft pockets of flesh. Then he rinsed and started all over. As he washed my ears, he took great care not to wet my hair as he straightened the decorative gauge on the right. He washed each finger separately. He lifted my arms to wash the under area. I thought briefly, do I need to shave? My breasts were lifted and washed underneath. He washed from my thighs to my toes, one foot at a time, and the soles of my feet. 
So that's the excerpt that um, I put on, uh, it's, a, it's on my blog, but there's a link for it on my page. And that's just an excerpt from Patience. And it's funny because that was the first story that I wrote in trying to write my book and start, not even knowing that I was writing a book, I wrote about the virtue of patience. I actually read it um, to my lover on a day trip we spent together and I read that to him and I just thought, what a great story to read. And it wasn't even finished and he asked me to finish it. So I came across that today while I was trying to figure out what to share and creating an ad and I felt so overwhelmed at the luxuriousness of it, the words and the thoughts conjured up and the vision and the how good the words felt reading them in my mind. So it helped to remind me that I was a writer, that I am a writer. So I have to make sure that I keep that at the forefront and not lose it because it's new. So I'm gonna have to um, focus on that. So if you haven't read my book, The Virtues of Joy, it's available on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles and my website. If you order it directly from me, I can autograph it and send it to you. If you order from Barnes and Noble or Amazon, then I'll just autograph it when I see you, right? So I keep a pen for those special occasions. So I'm going to, um, uh, I hope you guys get to go and read it. And I hope you kind of play around on my blog too. There's so much good information there, so much yumminess. And uh, um, thank you for giving me that time to read that because that wasn't even my intention, but I felt compelled to share it just because it's so sexy. And I do feel flirty today. I felt beautiful today. I felt like getting dressed today. I put on actual clothes, linen pants and a nice blouse and heels when I left and went to the library. I mean, it was raining buckets when I left. So, you know, that meant I carried my shoes in my hands to the car. <laughs> <laughs> but I still felt so good this morning when I when I woke and then coming across that it was almost like just kind of stroking my soul just reminding me that I was alive and that I'm human and I'm a woman and I'm sexy and I'm fun and I'm delicious and I want deliciousness all of those kind of things just kind of coursed through me today and then once that rain hit my skin it was just like it was everything. It was like the peak of all the goodness that I was feeling so much. In fact, that when I got home and got dried off and laid on the bed, I went to sleep. It was almost like I was just a good release. So, you know, it was a pleasure. That was pleasurable for me. And I haven't had any pleasurable days like that in, in a while. I haven't felt that alive, that sexuality that, I mean, I always have sexuality. <laughs> but I haven't felt it with being in the midst of COVID, what that feels like. Um, so it's a big deal, you know, it's a big deal for me and today was a good day. So thank you guys for letting me read that, you guys. And um, I hope you enjoyed it. And I, if you wanna read more, let me know. There's more, there's another virtue on my blog called um, Generosity, that's the one I usually read when I go live places. I read The Virtue of Generosity, that's always fun. Um, and let's see, what else? Am I, I'm not frozen to you guys, am I? I hope not. 
Yeah, I don't know if I am or not. I can't tell. All my technology runs together. All right. So let me keep going. Don't forget YouTube. I have to keep reminding myself to say that YouTube. You can follow me, subscribe to my YouTube channel, or you follow me on SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play, Pandora, man, iTunes. So anywhere you can get a podcast, you can get Joy Exposed. So that's a big, big deal. Um, that's a big deal. So please uh, subscribe and follow me in some of those places. All right. Um, I mentioned just a minute ago that I have a blog and I put a lot of my writing, my kind of spontaneous writing in my blog. So that's a lot of fun. Um, it's available on my website, joycelynwells.com. I don't really have a lot of events happening right now because COVID. That's all I got is fucking COVID, right? So since that, our segue to COVID, um, a lot of cities, states are moving back to phase one because uh, the numbers are so high. So we were doing really well trying to manage it. Places started opening up so quickly. And now all of a sudden we're back uh, uh, just about at square one with more um, deaths, more uh, people affected by it uh, with the disease, with the virus, right? So we have to make sure that we stay safe. And I'm really concerned about that because we don't really have any control over uh, what other people do. We only have control over what we do. How do we protect ourselves? How do we keep ourselves safe? And I'm really struggling with that right now because I just found out that I go back to work in two weeks and um, we're gonna see how that goes. So I'm really concerned about what that looks like for me going back to work. I'm kind of, I'm afraid I'm excited because I've been off since March, but I'm kind of afraid because does that mean I'm walking to my death? How do I stop myself from getting COVID? How do I stop myself from dying? Um, this is a profession that I chose. And um, you know, the reason behind me choosing it is because it's something that I love, not because I was forced into it. I love it. So I love being an educator and now I have to go back. And so I have to figure out if um, this is gonna be worth it to me. If this, if this is what's gonna happen pretty much. And I'm gonna do, of course, everything I can to stay safe. The mask, we don't know all the guidelines of what the schools are saying we need to do, what the district is saying we need to do, but I guess I'm gonna find out on the 31st. That's for sure, I'm kind of worried about that. All right, so let's see what's hot in the news in the past, um, in the past week. Uh, so there was a big thing about children um, being trafficked by Wayfair Furniture Store. And sex trafficking and trafficking children is a big deal. Has been hundreds of thousands of kids go missing every year in the United States, just to come up missing. And um, they made a connection with um, Wayfair, the home furnishing store, a online, wayfair.com. I don't know if they have any brick and mortars, but I know they're online. They have a lot of furniture, home furnishings and office furniture. So there's been a big, um, some people are calling it a conspiracy theory, and but they're saying that they were selling kids by using their products 
naming the products after the kids and then selling them for like $15,000. And it's a Twitter has been going wild on the Wayfair sex trafficking, the pizza gate, which involves tons of people. A lot of it ties back to that um, Jeffrey Epstein guy who was murdered in jail or committed suicide, whatever happened to him. Um, a lot of it ties back to him. And I guess it just kind of goes to say like, and I said this, I might've talked about trafficking our children a year ago. And I don't really know a child who's come up missing. I don't know, but it, there's so many people in the United States that like, you can literally not know somebody's come up missing. So, and I don't know anybody that's missing, but from my understanding, sorry, my understanding is that if somebody is caught up in prostitution, um, any sex for money, that's still a part of the trafficking. So if that's the case, I do know money. No, I know people who have uh, been in the prostitution who has had sex for money. Like now those things I do know, but when I think about trafficking, I think about somebody literally being picked up and moved and vanished, right? But when you talk about sex for money or those type of things, and I do, I do know that that has happened and I am aware that it is, has happened. But the idea behind Wayfair, the furniture company, and these children missing is that they're naming their furniture after the kids and then charging all this money for it. storage cabinets, um, pillows, shower curtains, crazy. I'll, actually, I think I'll put that on my Joy Exposed if you guys want to look through there and read some of the um, Twitter feed on that because that's bananas. You would never even think of how creative people are um, and they're trying to make money off of kids. Whether it's true or not, I don't have anything to substantiate or validate it. I only have the information that I read from Twitter and we know that Twitter can be brutal and honest, brutally honest. That's what Twitter can be. And, uh, but it's a lot of people connected to it. They said that Ellen DeGeneres is connected to it. Barack Obama is connected to it. Um, uh, Legend, what's John Legend's wife name? Chrissy Teigen, they say she's connected to it. You know, so there's tons of people that are all connected to this conspiracy or to this idea of the trafficking these children. And then um, there's another thing where they were saying that people were using like the, some kind of enzyme or hormone or something from kids, newborns to inject in their skin to help them continue to look younger. And I only heard a snippet of a video with somebody talking about where you puncture the skin through this process called microneedling, which is interesting. I'll tell you about that in a second. Through microneedling. And then you take this um, almost a serum that's taken from these kids. I don't know if they're alive or dead. And people are massaging them into their face to keep their face looking young. And so one of the questions now is that when you look at all these celebrities after they've been inside from COVID and they're starting to age rapidly, and you can see the changes in their skin, they're saying that it's because they can no longer have access to whatever this is that they were getting. So there's a lot going on with that. And um, my daughters have spent countless hours. My oldest daughter says she's been down the rabbit hole doing research on it, trying to put it all together, find out about it. So she's been 
looking at that for weeks now, you know, but, you know, that's, to me, it's just scary to think that somebody is going to sacrifice a child for them to look younger, you know, and that it, and maybe you guys are listening and maybe it's not new to you. Maybe it's something that you're familiar with, but I had never heard of such. I know that people use creams and ointments and plastic surgery and facelifts and all that. I know people do that to try to look younger, but the idea of using a child and injecting whatever that hormone is into your, into their um, skin just seems a bit much for me, especially when we act like that we don't get to stay, um, that we're supposed to live forever. And I think the United States, we're probably one of the only countries that feel like we're going to live forever because we're not, of course. <laughs> But we do that. That's our whole healthcare system is fucked up because people trying to live forever instead of embracing the idea of death. So there, there's that. All right, about the process of microneedling. It's so funny as I'm talking, I really feel myself in this very chill ass relaxed space. And it's kind of my sexy space. This is how I, this is where I am when I feel really sexy and warm and this is why, and I told you guys, I felt that earlier today and I can hear it in my words as I'm talking now. I'm just very syrupy, laid back, chilling. I feel good. Um, so I'm just, never mind. I just felt that. Anyway, um, the micro needling. So I started researching this week. I was trying to do some stuff for my stomach to get like, to work on the cellulite in my stomach and my butt. Cause you know, I'm getting... I'm 50, so I have some. So I found this process that's microneedling where you take this little roller and you roll it across your stomach and you, you really puncture the skin. But after you do it, you take a serum. For me, it's the collagen and I massage it in. And you damage your stomach so much doing it that you only do it like every three to four weeks. So when I do it tomorrow, I'm not gonna do it again for three weeks. And then I do that for like six months to see the changes and it's supposed to smooth your stomach out get rid of like stretch marks and to make your stomach look smooth so when you have on like a little top to show part of your stomach or you're naked and whatever it just makes your stomach look a little smoother and not as jiggly and that's i've talked about i'm, I'm jiggling more because i'm getting older so i'm gonna do that so the reason i bring that up is because i talk about as soon as i start talking about the microneedling it came to my attention about this video where they're talking about these actors and celebrities are using the same process, but they're using it for some infants, something, hormones or whatever they're taking out of the infants and putting it into, rubbing it into themselves or putting it, injecting it into themselves or whatever. And I thought that was really interesting that I was able to come across this process and spend so much time studying it for, then it, for it to come up and then I was immediately familiar with what it was when I had never heard of it before, right? So I'd never heard of it before that. And then once I heard of it, then it became uh, relevant in another space. So I was very happy that um, I did do that studying and, that, um, and learning about it so that when that topic came up, I could participate in the conversation. So I'm gonna, I'll keep you guys posted. I'll make a post a picture of my tummy so you guys can see it before and after. And we're gonna see how this thing works. We're gonna see over six months. Cause that'll put me into what? Let's see, what month is this? July, August, September, October, November, December, January. 
give me six months to uh, see what I can come up with with my tummy. And of course, by no means am I trying to look uh, young or younger. I'm just trying to be a little bit firmer. <laughs> I just want to not have as many dimples and stuff. And I'm probably more critical of myself than um, anybody else. I probably, we all do, pay more attention to things about us and critical where other people don't even see it. So this is definitely a me thing. I'm doing it because I want to. And amazing because it's comfortable as I am in my skin and just to want to do this, that's only going to just make me more just vibrant and just kind of solidify that thing so but anyway so there's that now I'll let keep you guys posted if it works you guys can try it too I'll tell you what I did it's no secret I looked it up online study 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 always learning something um while we're talking about that this vitamin I take I don't know if you can see it it's called Sam Sam E complete the light, oh, there we go, Sam E Complete, this vitamin that I take, and I've been taking it for years, and it's a, it's called a mood enhancer, that's what it used to say, it doesn't say that anymore, but it does, uh, liver, it has, works for liver health, joint health, promotes, a, supports a healthy mood and emotional well-being, and joint comfort, and also liver health, and those things are important to me, because you know, my, li I drink, so my liver process, liver processes alcohol, stomach processes wine, right? So um, it was a big deal for me when I was drinking to have something that I could kind of try to flush my liver a little bit because you don't regenerate those cells. That's why people get cirrhosis because you don't, the cells don't regenerate of the liver. So what you got is what you got. So anyway, I take it for that too. But the main thing is like, when I am in, when I was in that, crazy space in my life and it's on and off it you know it doesn't stop it's just recognizing I think and though the Sammy is a hormone that your body produces and when it's not producing enough for whatever reason you can go into these little downward spirals emotionally and when I'm in that uneasy place or I'm not taking this vitamin it feels like inside of me there's a storm happening and I can't do anything about it and I'm erratic and blah and mean and da 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 whatever so I found this Sammy and I started taking it probably 97 98 it was before my divorce so yeah so probably 97 98 I started taking it and I remember taking it just to try something because I needed to fucking try something. I needed something to keep me from jumping, right? And so I started taking it and like two days after, I remember sitting there and like a like a whole calm just settled over. My thoughts weren't racing. I wasn't uneasy. I didn't feel compelled to argue and jump into people's shit. I can literally, I'd say this all the time, when I'm when I'm doing my yoga and I'm on the Sammy, I could literally watch a building burn and not even flinch. I live like that's how controlled you are because you it almost helps you to remember this ain't got nothing to fucking do with me. And shit just happens. Well, the down I, I don't even know if it's a downside, but 
that also lends for people to say that you act like you don't care or whatever. And that shit don't matter because you're protecting yourself. So I stand by this, Sammy, and they don't, they have not sponsored me to talk about this, but I recommend it. And um, most recently, my oldest daughter started taking it and she would have crazy outbursts. And women, men, I, men, you probably know this because you deal with women and women, you know it because you're a woman. During those hormonal ups and downs, ovulation and period, women lose their shit. Like we get irate and crying and da 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 da. da. You can almost mark. You can mark it on the calendar when it's going to happen. And um, my daughter would get so, ah! and then her boyfriend would call me, "Mom, I don't know what to do." And da, da da. You know, so it was this whole thing. And I told her one day, I said, "Look, I've told you this before. I'm going to tell you again." You got to start taking the Sammy. You got to start taking the Sammy. And that day she went and looked for it and on Amazon. She's like, okay, I'm ordering it. It'll come tomorrow. I said, start taking it. Give it a couple of days, but don't miss any. Just keep taking it. So that's for her has been about um, five weeks ago. And so we talked today and she's talking about how she hasn't had any meltdowns. Like it's literally that kind of thing stops you from having these meltdowns. It probably stops people from taking those um prescription medications too for if you know someone that they say they're bipolar or um, they have these kind of emotional things happening it's a really a wonderful wonderful supplement to take and I, I hands down recommend it and I don't I keep it I don't miss a dose I take it first thing in the morning because I know it makes me feel good not even for the other person it makes me feel good. It makes me feel balanced and for me to own my actions and my words and my emotions. So I wanted to talk about that. I talked about my micro needling and I thought I'd share my semi with you guys too. Um, for those of you who are just joining, don't forget, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Uh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Subscribe, subscribe, blah, 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 blah. Subscribe, subscribe. Thank you. All right, let's see. What else was I going to talk about tonight? Let me think. Oh, I know what I was going to talk about. There was a thing with um, Will Smith and Jada, Will and Jada Smith. So their, their recent publicity, right? So it sounds, I didn't watch The Red Table. I don't want to watch it. Um, but it sounds like that Will and Jada had an issue when Jada had a relationship with somebody that they both built trust with, right? So they said they were separated and she had this relationship. And it doesn't seem to be a problem for them because the person who started talking about it was the young man that she had the relationship with. And I think that we've talked on here before about our personal responsibility of keeping people younger than us, the children, keeping the children safe. So I don't, don't tell anybody how to do or what to do. I just simply say, when someone's significantly younger than you, you have to, whether they're 18 or 22 and you're 40, it doesn't matter. You have to understand that your responsibility as an adult is to not fuck them up. Not add to their bag of fucked upness. <laughs> That's what we have to understand. <laughs> 
So this young man came out talking about it. He probably needed to talk about it. He probably felt love for her. He wanted to be with her, whatever. He talked about it. And, you know, and that was a thing. And so everybody started talking about it after that. And it doesn't really matter. You have to listen to the children when the children talk. Like, it doesn't matter. The children are going to talk because they're not mentally or emotionally equipped to deal with it. And people were saying he shouldn't have told, he shouldn't have told. He had to tell because that's what he had to do. He isn't to a space where he can internalize and keep it. He's not there yet. He wants what he wants and he'll have a temper tantrum and burn shit down to get it. Those are childlike behaviors. We have to give children the space to have their childlike behavior. So we can't force him into an adult mental space because she's there and because it was good, right? They probably both enjoyed it. And people have a tendency to think that having extra marital affairs or sex with somebody else while you're in a relationship is a secret. Well, it's only a secret until it's not, you know? So it's not really anything, there's not any glory in it. and if, you don't go around telling your business, of course, but when there's somebody younger than you and there's somebody not as grown up as you or emotionally as settled as you, whatever, they have a hard time processing that information. It's like robbing a bank with someone. You may have robbed 10 banks, but it's their first bank. They gonna wanna talk about that shit. Whether you tell them, don't tell anybody, they're gonna talk about it. That's how people find out. That's a rule of thumb in my, in my classroom. I tell the kids all the time. When you do dirt with somebody, somebody's going to find out. Well, they're not going to find out. If ain't nobody going to tell, somebody's going to tell. That's how you have to really, that's how you handle, that's how I handle all of my things. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. It's going to be on the up and up and open because if I'm hiding and ducking and dodging, somebody's going to tell. It's also a rule of thumb for me to do shit on my own. It's, if I can move singularly and do all my bullshit, then it's going to be less likely that there's an issue. And it's also part of the reason why I don't fuck up the children. It doesn't matter how old or what kind of job or money or whatever. When I was single, I didn't fuck with the children. I, I didn't. And I've met some amazing young men who can tell me all these wonderful things they're going to do. But that was never a goal of mine to fuck with the children. And I'd speak very highly about the kids because they have to grow up. And we have to, as the adults, have to not give them so much baggage to carry because we are being selfish in our handling of them or our use of them so that's a big deal for me and fuck with the kids so whether you're an older woman fucking with a young man and I know that's like the dream come true I had a conversation about this a couple weeks ago some men can't handle it and if you're an older man fucking with a young child a young woman don't fuck her up because she's not going to be able to handle it like she can't handle it she won't mentally be able to separate what you're telling her from what she wants and that's the beauty of being a child for being young and in that adolescent developmental space that you can't just you can say it but emotionally you just can't do it right i remember when i was teaching high school in um smyrna georgia 
outside of Atlanta. I was teaching high school there. And um, this guy I met, he was in a, a motorcycle club and he wanted to take me out. And I was, it's an older guy. So it wasn't a young guy, it was an older guy. He was actually older than me. And he was in like a Corvette club or something. He wanted to take me out. So I was like, okay, that's cool. And we met for like a lunch or something. And he and I were talking and he said something like, well, how do you do it? And I said, how do I do what? And he says, how do you work there at the high school? And I said, easy, I teach chemistry. Like, what do you mean? He says, I mean, I'm looking at you and you're, be you're beautiful and fine. And I know those young boys try to get at you. And I was like, what? He said, I know those young men trying to get at you and they talking games. So how do you work? How you work around that? I was like, the fucking children? Like, I was like, are you talking about the students or are you talking about the staff? He's talking about the, st the students. I was like, they're my students. Well, that don't stop them from, so I was looking at him, I said, but I stop them. If somebody steps to me out of pocket, it's my job to correct them in an adult space, not to go where they are. So that, I don't look at them like that. He was like, well, I know I couldn't teach those little fine girls walking around. And I was like, check please. Cause I was like, this motherfucker is crazy. Like, so you literally, and you guys know people, I'm sure that you've met men or women that their thing, the young people. And you have to think, these some crazy motherfuckers that are, they can't deal with people their own age, socially inept, probably. They have, they're, it's easier to deal with somebody that you can manipulate or take advantage of. And that's a huge problem for me. So, um, I, and that's, a, I just was looking at him like, you've got to be sick as hell to say that out loud, but he felt like it was perfectly natural, normal. So that let me know that this man who was shit 50 then, was that was okay with him when he looks at the young girls and he thinks and about all of these things. For me, I'm like, you're an adult and there's a, I don't care that 18 is not a fucking magic number. As an adult, we have to maintain the roles that we're in because we're adults. When my faceless love came to town and we went to visit my daughter dancing at this strip club, I took her with him with me to the strip club to see my daughter dancing. And one of my friends was like, well, he's gonna see her. And what if he looks at her and he's interested in her? And I was like, if he's fucking interested in her, he's not interested in me. Like. I'm talking, I need a, this a grown ass, we're grownups, we're adults. If my man is interested in my child, if this man that I'm interested in is interested in my child, that says he's not the fucking man for me because there's a separation in who you are and who these children are. You don't, there's not a go back and forth between. And I know many of you may disagree with me on that, but I'm gonna tell you something when you have to deal with the mental abuse or misuse caused by somebody older than you for the rest of your life, you would stop, halt your horse, horses and fucking up people. You would think twice about getting involved in these superficial sexual relationships of, and that's what they are, a carnal relationship. Cause there's not, it's not like you guys are having some deep philosophical discussions about any goddamn thing. You're talking about where you wanna eat and you're talking about what you wanna buy from the store. 
and you're fucking. That's it. Like these are very superficial relationships. But when you get stuck in those spaces, basic ideas of needs, when you get stuck there, it's damaging less to the older person than it is to the younger person. Because the younger person still needs to be able to move and still needs to be able to grow and get to a place of being in their being of their purpose. So we really have to pay attention to that. So whatever happened with Will and Jada on the red table, at the red table, that's fine. That's two adult people in their marriage discussing something on a platform that's meant for millions of people to watch. Two actors having a conversation for people to watch. That's important to understand. What you're not going to see is Jada having a conversation with August about it. That's not going to be at the red table because August is not going to be able to have the conversation that will be required to maintain some sense of decency or decorum or adulthood at the fucking table. That's the key right there. Because he can't be, he won't be manipulated in front of the cameras. He's already said what he was gonna say on his own. Jada sat with her husband and they talked about it. But August can't have an adult conversation about it because he can't mentally do that. He's not in a space to separate what he shared with her and what how she shares with her husband. And you guys see this all the time. You, if you're married and you step out on your spouse, male or female, the person you're stepping out with is so hung up on the sex part of it. The way that you guys share, they want you to literally walk away from your marriage to be in this space with them. When this space is a superficial space. Super, it's a superficial space. Adults can understand that. Grown-ups can understand it. It doesn't make it doesn't make it right. It just means you can understand what's happening. But emotionally, you still want to remove this person from this other space to come and exist in this moment with you. And it doesn't happen. Or when it happens, it becomes another mess, right? So we have to be very careful and losing ourselves in these basic moments of need because they don't last or well, they shouldn't last and you shouldn't leave your relationship because your sex the sex is good if you mess around and sex is good that's not a reason to leave your relationship that you're in because it's just sex it has to be something on such a deeper level uh emotionally and just um connection that you feel like you're better in the space that this is making you a better person for you to walk away from it otherwise you still stay where you are you hear it all the time where people say men don't leave men will have a hundred mistresses probably not a hundred but they'll have a mistress every now and then or whatever and they still won't leave their marriage because the marriage is more secure for them and they have more invested in that and it's not worth it to leave the marriage just because they've met somebody that they like and they're sharing with. That's a hard pill to take, but it's the truth. And women who find themselves in this situation have to, women or men who find themselves in the situation as the other person have to decide what's the best thing for them to stay in it and continue to 
get what they can get or to leave and to go and grow on their own. So it's definitely a different, a difficult space to be in. And that's where August is. I think when he had his conversation, he also said he has a new album coming out. So maybe he's trying to free himself of the shit he was trying to keep private. Who knows? Nobody knows why people do the things that they do or why they tell when they hadn't told before. Nobody knows, but whatever it was, good for him. Good for him for telling. Good for him for ridding himself of that, probably a weight that he felt like he was carrying. And he'll probably never get to have the conversation that he wants to have about it. And he'll probably never get what he wants to get from it. So for you listeners and for me, we have to understand that the role that we play in the lives of our youth they're watching us. They're watching us for leadership. They're watching us for guidance. They may be attracted to us, but we have to be the ones to take care and to not misuse the space that they're in. Honestly, I'm 50. I don't know if I was, I think when I was single, oh gosh, I wrote about it in my book. I met a young man who was 20 something at a club and I didn't know he was 20 something until after I had given him my number. And that was it. I was like, oh, no. Tell, you can tell your daddy to call me, but no, sir. No, no, no. I'm not even interested, right? That's me knowing enough about myself to understand that I'm not, I'm not raising anybody's kids. I'm not talking to anybody's kids, anybody like their kid. These are all the guidelines we have to put on ourselves because we have to make sure that we protect people moving forward, especially the youth, not grownups. Right. So not the grownups, but other the youth that are 20 years younger than us, 30 years younger than us, and they trying to get on or you don't look your age and da da da. Man, forget that. It's might as well ask for an adoption certificate because that's what you're going to end up with another child, male or female. It doesn't matter. So that's pretty much what I wanted the point that I wanted to address from the Jada and August and Will perspective. It doesn't matter what the husband and wife said to each other, how they described it, how she described it. None of that matters. What matters is the fact that there is a young man that's been in a manipulative situation with an adult that he's going to carry with him for the rest of his life. And that's not fair. And as Jada is well-spoken, she's beautiful, she's smart. And however she wants to categorize it or talk about it and rationalize it in her mind, it doesn't take away from the fact that there's another person attached to it that can't do that yet. And that's what we have to be very careful with that when we deal with the children. So um, this is Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed. And remember I'm feeling flirty tonight. And um, Thank you guys for joining me. I was drinking poppy, uh, Cabernet Sauvignon. And uh, I guess I'll see you guys next week. It's 10 o'clock already. I'll see you guys next week. So wear your face mask, please. Use your hand sanitizer. Keep yourself safe. Keep your family safe. Make your smart choices. And um, yeah, I'll see you guys next week. And remember, when joy is exposed, everything just feels better. Here's to a flirty week. Mwah. Bye.